Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Evan Birchfield. Evan, <laughs> how you doing, man? Um, I'm good, CW. I'm good. It's been a long season, but week week 18 finally arrived. Um, and yeah, let's talk about this fun little game that occurred at you know in the afternoon. I know you love those 4 p.m. games. Yeah, it's uh, my favorite thing in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if fans realize this. Uh, these 430 games, like I would rather do a primetime game um, because like at least you have most of your day and then mm-hmm. like from eight o'clock until one in the morning, you're cooked. But uh, for these, it's like, you know, right in the middle of your day, it kicks in. And yeah, now I'm just whining. Anyhow, <laughs> um we are here to recap the Falcons' last game of the 2021 season. Uh, unfortunately, a loss to division rival New Orleans Saints in Atlanta, 30-20. to 20. Um, This one was uh, ugly, like, in so many ways. Turnovers, just horrible play, missed tackles. I mean, a lot like the whole Falcons season, honestly. <laughs> but some significant things did happen in this game. We'll talk about that. Matt Ryan passing another... Uh, quarterback in the record books. We'll highlight that. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Evan, give us a quick rundown of who the inactives were heading into this game. Yeah. So for the Falcons, um, quarterback Josh Rosen, who's essentially been the third string quarterback as they've decided to go with Felipe Franks for most of the uh, weeks to close out the season, um, was inactive. Uh, John Kaminsky, another one who's been pretty much a healthy scratch for most of the year. Um, Frank Darby, James Valders, Tyler Davison. The big name was Jalen Mayfield, who pretty much yep. played, I believe he started every game this season except for this week. Um, and, you know, I, I think me and DW have stressed enough <laughs> over the weeks how <laughs> not great he's been. And I'm sure other platforms have done the same. But um, so it was kind of interesting, like, how will we, you know, we'll see somebody else step up in his absence. Um, and we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. For the Saints, um, Tron Armstead, he missed practice throughout the week. Um, Ian Book, but that's really no shock. Mark Ingram, he he was downgraded uh, midweek. So that was kind of a, you know, surprise midweek. But yeah, he was inactive. Bradley Roby, PJ Williams, and Kenny Stills, who is for some reason still on that team, <laughs> found his way back home. <laughs> Um, but that basically sums it up. Um, no huge names, I guess, for the Falcons aside from Jalen Mayfield. Yeah. And it's funny. One of the writers for the Saints uh, earlier this week said, oh, Mayfield's played 99% of the snaps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and him being out would be a big loss for the Falcons. And I, uh, I think he, he got roasted <laughs> by Falcons fans. And I added in that, you know, Mayfield was the 
second to worst pass blocker in the entire NFL from, you know, as far as interior offensive linemen go, uh, mm-hmm. guards. And, and he uh, gave up the most sacks, I, I think, into this yeah. week for interior offensive linemen. So, yeah, when you say something like that, you instantly might as well just type out, I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and, you know, the thing is, um, PFF is, is not perfect. Sometimes the scores go a little screwy. Uh, you know, you know, I've talked about that. Sometimes we disagree mm-hmm. with what we see in the scores. We, you know, we're not sure what, what they were seeing sometimes, but yeah, as a general guide, it's, I think it's pretty accurate. Like if you told me Jalen Mayfield was one of the worst offensive guards in the league, I would tend to believe that. And that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, for him to, to sort of tweet that out, it's like, man, just do some basic. <laughs> here. Uh, this guy is not good. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, like you said, we've, we've talked about Mayfield extensively. Uh, Colby Gossett uh, did end up getting mm-hmm. the start um, on at left guard for the Falcons. Um, and let's let's talk about what the Falcons offense did, because uh, yet again, Matt Ryan, three sacks uh, <laughs> behind this offensive <laughs> line. And that is I don't think that tells a complete story. He was hit numerous times, pressured yeah. uh, nu- numerous times. So. Uh, give us the rundown of the stats uh, for what the Falcons did offensively. Yeah, so uh, Matt Ryan went 20 on 33 attempts, 216 yards. He had a touchdown um, late in the game, uh, one-yard touchdown to Russell Gage and a interception. Um, for Matt Ryan, I mean, because basically there's no stats here for the offensive line, so we just kind of tie them into talking about Matt Ryan. Uh, for a lot of the game, he had to do really short passes. Um, and people were, you know, mentioning that online and it was cause the offensive line was just getting abused to where Matt Ryan couldn't even really drop back, um, until late in the game where the saints, you know, started playing more cover and bringing back some defensive backs. So Matt Ryan had time cause he had less pressure, but for most of the game, it was Matt Ryan just quickly trying to get rid of the ball. And we kind of saw that, um, yeah. on the ground, um, it somehow was worse than the first time they played, um, <laughs> which had Patterson. I think he had like ten, uh, nine carries for 10 yards and a touchdown or something. Um, in this game, Mike Davis led the day with six carries for 30 yards and two fumbles. Um, Both recovered by the Saints. Right. And he had three receptions for negative two yards. A oh tremendously awful day um, for Mike Davis. Um, Quadri Allison they gave one carry to, and he, you know, didn't really do much with it aside from take it uh, 19 yards for a touchdown. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why there wasn't more Allison out there. I mean, I I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like wanting to put this game behind me completely, but I do have questions. Um, Cordero Patterson, another one, um, four carries, 11 yards. He had one catch for one yard. Um, We've mentioned it on the previews over the last couple of weeks. Um, they, I mean, Patterson's been quiet for like four yeah. or five weeks. Um, I'm not sure why uh, the usage really hasn't been there. So it could be a lingering ankle injury that he had earlier, but I have no idea. And then Matt Ryan, one uh, rush for two yards um, through the air. Russell Gage, you know, applause to Russell Gage. He's stepped up because there's been like no one else um 13 targets caught nine of them for 126 yards and that late touchdown i mentioned um along of 26 alameda zacchaeus three receptions 47 yards um hayden hurst one catch 
just one catch, but he did make it count for 33 yards. Um, Kyle Pitts, who had a chance to break the, uh, the rookie tight end record um, held by Mike Ditka, I think since 1961, um, only had two receptions for eight yards. Um, not really a shock because, I mean, it was questionable that he would even end up playing, and he did. But, yeah, um, yeah very quiet day for him. Uh, Keith Smith had a catch for three yards, but that basically sums up the Falcons' offense. Yeah, those those hamstring injuries can be really you know, mm. troublesome, and uh, it's it's hard to think that Pitts wasn't hampered a little bit by that. Also, you know, the Saints, if they see him on the field, they're gonna you know cover him, uh, especially with Patterson being a non-factor in this game. Um, it, it's odd. It's uh, Mike Rusty and the VSPN noted that uh, I think sometime in the second quarter. Um, Patterson was taken off the field, not just as a running back, but uh, he was initially starting out as a kick returner and Avery Williams suddenly jumped into that position. And the thing is, and I don't know if fans realize this, but when a player suffers an injury, technically the team is required to report it during the game. That's why you'll often see, you know, those reports. So-and-so player is questionable to return with an X, Y, Z injury. Um, the teams are actually required to make those reports during the game. Um, so if Patterson wasn't playing, like, why? We didn't see any injury reports. So either the mm-hmm. team was not compliant with, you know, an NFL rule, which is, you know, problematic, or they flat out benched Patterson, which doesn't make any sense either. Um, so, yeah, this uh, I would love to hear. I'm hoping one of the, the reporters is, is going to ask uh, about that uh, tomorrow because, uh, honestly, if, if they turn on and say, oh, we well, you know he was banged up, we just kept him out, like they're supposed to report that. So it, it, it mm-hmm. was just handled really weird. Um, we mentioned Colby Gossett. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I saw him get blown up a few times in this game. Yeah. I think yeah. any, any hope that he was going to be a substantial upgrade over uh, – over Jalen Mayfield was uh, misguided. There's a reason he hasn't been able to supplant Jalen Mayfield this year. Uh, and it's not because Mayfield's great. It's probably because you know, he's not any better. So I think we probably saw that. Like he didn't, I, I wasn't impressed with what he did. Um, and I believe that the three sacks today puts Matt Ryan up to 40 sacks on the year, mm. um, which is an outlandish number. And it, it seems obvious to me um, that they have to fix this offensive line <laughs> next year. Like, this is really, really bad. They cannot go into 2022 just hoping that Jalen Mayfield takes a step forward, uh, you know, that Caleb McGarry gets his act together. You know, even you know, Matt Hennessy, who's really been a, a decent run blocker but has not gotten it done in pass protection, they have to have a plan because yeah. Matt Ryan getting hit 40 more times or sacked 40 more times uh, in 2022 may end his career uh, next year. Um, so yeah, frustrating game. And, um, Evan, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this, I think Ryan ended up being short of 4,000 yards this year. So this ends his streak, uh, which was the second longest in NFL history. I think behind only drew Brees mm-hmm. um, of consecutive 4,000 yard passing seasons. Although he did keep, he did get one touchdown, uh, kept yeah. his streak live of 20 touchdowns per season. Um, and incidentally, he also passed, uh, he also set another record. If you want to let the fans know what record mm-hmm. he set 
with that touchdown pass today as well. Yeah. So entering the game, he was, um, Matt Ryan was tied with Eli Manning, uh, for the ninth most passing touchdowns in NFL history. Um, so he's officially taken that away from Eli Manning, um, with that late touch, that very late touchdown, it looked like, like folks, let's peek behind the curtain. I had that pre-written and I was like, Oh, guess we're saving this one for next year. Cause it did not <laughs> seem like it was going to happen. Um, but then it did. And yeah, he, uh, he passes Eli Manning. Um, Manning got to that, to the Matt Ryan's at 237, but Eli Manning got to 236 and 366 career games. Um, or I'm sorry. Eli Manning got to 236 and 366 career games where Matt Ryan did it um, in 222nd, got to his 367 mark. So, I mean, he did it in less time. Uh, was that 14 games less than Eli Manning? Um, yeah. So that's pretty impressive. And then uh, the next up is Ben Roethlisberger, who it sounds like today was his last um, regular season game. Um, I think they're actually somehow going to make the playoffs, but they are. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. So those numbers won't count towards this, but for um, Roethlisberger, he he's currently at 418 career touchdowns um, and he's next up ahead of Matt Ryan. So that's going to be, you know, about what 50 touchdowns Matt Ryan's going to need. So it's going to take probably another two seasons, but I mean, yeah. that's pretty impressive uh, to be in the top 10 and I know he's top 10 in passing yards. So um yeah pretty cool for Matt Ryan yep uh another another benchmark for his uh remarkable mm-hmm. career even as this has been I think one of his more difficult seasons right. uh ever uh I think you could probably put this one next to 2013 uh because that 2013 offensive line he got absolutely battered behind because yeah. of injuries and you know he didn't have Julio Jones uh Roddy White was hobbled for most of the year uh, that was a really, really tough year. And somehow this one feels like it's maybe arguably worse in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan isn't, isn't he's eight years older <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. 2013 Matt Ryan was in his late twenties. This guy is uh, in his mid late thirties and that is problematic. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, a few things stood out for me. Um, Russell Gage had a really big game uh, for the Falcons uh, and he closed out the season strong, Evan. And, Actually, I, I think if you're hoping that Russell Gage is going to come back, he him playing so well down the back end stretch may make that harder for the Falcons now. Like, if he had continued to be subpar, I think there's a chance that they can keep him uh, going into 2022. But he is a free agent. You know, he is in the last year of his rookie contract, and he may have played himself into a bigger contract with another team. Um, so that is something worth noting. You know, Gage, as you mentioned, had 126 yards today. Of course, the only passing touchdown, uh, receiving touchdown was his. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a guy that could have, that, that may end up being, I think there's a strong chance now that he may be somewhere mm-hmm. else uh, in 2022. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, and it's sad to see because, like, somehow we, you know, looking at the depth on this team, they're going to have to add a lot. Um, yeah. Cause if you removed Russell gauge, which it was already thin looking, but you remove Russell gauge. I mean, uh, like, do you feel comfortable with Alameda Zacchaeus? Um, and then you have to go through tight ends, you know, and, you know, fullback and Keith Smith to, and then there's Cordero Patterson. Oh, the next one receiver outside of those two, Tajay Sharp had two targets for nothing. Like, 
And then Christian Blake, like it's the talent's so bad there that the Falcons are going to have to load up on free agents at receiver. I mean, they kind of have to do that anyways, especially if Calvin Ridley's, you know, on another team next year. Um, so yeah, if they lose gauge, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, as I know, as bad as the offensive line has been, um, receiving depth is going to be probably just as bad, if not worse, just, and that's crazy to say, but like, there's nobody else there. I mean, Kyle Pitts, obviously, but all they have to do is stop him. Yeah. And that's, and honestly, we, we even saw that when it was just Julio, you know, back in 2014 with that roster and, you know, Julio was able to, to rack up some stats, but man, that offense was so bad in that year too because yeah. it was just it lacked depth it was just ineffective um and you know ryan occasionally would have a big game where he and julio would get it going but uh yeah by and large that you can't have just one weapon, weapon and, right yeah and look like that is true I, I know some people are gonna point to oh you know brady's done it and, and no like <laughs> <laughs> look at his team this year i, I mean yeah there's injuries but like Mike Evans is, um, I think he actually today just had their most career touchdowns in um, Buccaneers history. Like, and then even then, like before that, he had Antonio Brown, who was good when he played, and Chris Godwin, like, and Gronk still. I mean, and there's, you know, other people on the roster. Like, this is one of the worst receiving rosters in the NFL this season. I mean, and there's teams that aren't going to the playoffs that have a far better. receiving depth than we do like it's it's you know everybody wants to pile on matt ryan i get that but look what he's been working with like it's atrocious yeah and we're, we're going to talk a lot more about the team uh doing assessment of the season doing assessment of coaching um it, it, i'll be honest right now you know as i've watched twitter which is you know twitter's a hellscape anyways yeah. if you're being honest um but if we're watching this like you've got fan reactions all over the place like on one side you see people saying hey you know what i think i think arthur smith did a good job he got more wins out of a arguably a worse roster and worse cap situation and then you see some fans saying that arthur smith should be fired and or murdered um in the next (laughs) couple weeks uh and honestly i feel like any assessments of this right after the last game are sort sort of foolhardy um and we're not going to dive into it. It's just not worth it. Uh, not on this podcast. We're, we're here to recap the Falcons game. Uh, and we're going to finish up with that. And then future podcasts, we're going to have lots of time to talk about this Falcons scene going into <laughs> 2022. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be in good shape for plenty of content to talk about. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about what the Saints did offensively. Oh, my God. Uh, that makes me want to cry and, and what the Falcons did defensively and special teams. Uh, Cause we need to do our shout out for those guys as always. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, 
It's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay snack It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay snack bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker I'm with Evan Birchfield recapping the Falcons' Week 18 loss, 30-20 in Atlanta to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I do want to clarify one thing. The Saints thought they might have a chance at the playoffs. But they got knocked out when the 49ers uh, beat mm-hmm. the L.A. Rams in overtime. Uh, that was a crazy game. Um, and so the 49ers go to the playoffs. The, Ram- the, the, the Saints are out. They, they beat the Falcons. And the only thing that they effectively did was ruin their draft position. Yeah. Got to love it. Uh, but Falcons- you know what that means, right? Next week, uh, we get Cowboys will host the 49ers. Dan Quinn versus Kyle Shanahan. Oh my God. I didn't even. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. That's going to be super interesting. Um, I don't have, they Uh, played like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure Uh, they'll be talking about that a lot during the week. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I hope it comes down to one of the teams having to run the ball and they don't do it and they lose. (laughs) Like, that's just what I'm hoping for. Just yeah. give, me, give me that kind of chaos. <laughs> um, am I petty? Yes, I'm petty. Uh, we have to be something. We're out of the playoffs, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and neither are the Saints. Wah, wah. Right. Uh, now, on that note, the Falcons officially move into number eight. That is where they will draft in the 2022 draft. They will be at number eight. Uh, so they stay inside the top 10. So for those of you who are hoping the Falcons would lose and maintain their draft position, uh, you have gotten what you wanted. On top of that, the Seahawks won, which is partly what moved the Falcons up. I think they came into today uh, being in number nine in draft position, and the Seahawks win pushes them ahead. So um, Falcons at eight, they're in prime position to get a really good player. Uh, and let's let's hope this is one of those drafts where you know Terry Fontenot really finds a bunch of guys that can help restock the the roster because they need it. They need also, it badly. Also, one more thing that happens because of this game. So um, on the preview, I mentioned the oh, yes, yes. next year. So the Falcons in 2022 will, um, since they lost to the Saints, will host the Bears in Atlanta. So if you have any Bears fans in Atlanta, you know, tell them the Bears are going to be coming to town. And they will go on the road and face uh, the – Currently, I mean, they'll be having a new name, but it's the Washington football team currently. Um, and that'll be a very interesting game. Uh, and then also, additionally, we this game hasn't happened yet, but the loser of the Chargers and Raiders game, which you are, if you're listening to this, you may already know who that is, um, will come to Atlanta. So mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so some definite implications across the board. Mm-hmm. Some would say it was in the Falcons' favor. Uh, to lose this game. Um, I'm never a fan of losing, but I think no. the final outcome of it, you can look at it and say, okay. Everybody um, won. 
everyone <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> everyone got what they wanted there was two two sides of the falcons fans that wanted the playoff or the um to ruin the playoffs for the saints and then the other side wanted the better draft pick well it happened yeah both, both people walk away happy yep um 100 oh my goodness all right let's talk about what the saints did on offense today because it was offensive if you're a, a fan of falcons defense um evan give us the rundown for what um the Saints did to the Falcons today. Oh God, it's so painful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Taysom Hill had a nearly perfect passer rating. Um, he finished the day with 153.2 pass rating. Um, that that I think it's it's what 153 point something else. 153.8. Yeah. Point eight. So I don't know how that gets factored in, but he came pretty close before leaving with a uh, foot or ankle injury. Um, but he had it was seven- a, they they said it was a Liz Frank injury so he is probably oh, okay. yeah that's a bad injury yeah sorry yeah. go no, ahead no no you're i'm glad you cleared that up um he had seven completions for nine attempts so obviously didn't throw the throw the ball a whole lot uh, 107 yards and a touchdown and on the ground five rushes for 18 yards um so trevor simeon came in in his place and had nine completions on 15 attempts 71 yards and two touchdowns um when Simeon came in, he pretty much put the game away. Like when Hill left, there was a realistic chance the Falcons could get back into it, but um, that did not occur. Simeon kind of slammed the door shut on that one. Um, on the ground, uh, Kamara had 30 carries for 146 yards, zero touchdowns. Um, Jones, seven carries, 22 yards, um, and that's basically it on the ground. Through the air, Taquan Smith, five receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Adam Trotman, one of their tight ends, had a catch uh, for 18 yards and a touchdown. And Jawan Johnson, another um, tight end, one catch for five yards and a touchdown. Yeah, just um, at one point I said the the Falcons just gave up a touchdown to a man who was named after a fish. Um, <laughs> and I realized that Troutman is spelled a little bit different. Um, but I, I, I will not it's take it back. The same, though. It, is, it sounds the same, and I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Camara, I think he 30 carries was his career high. Um, 146 yards, 4.9 per, per carry. It's so funny. Like this year, the Falcons run defense was actually pretty good until these last two games, like Josh Allen and the bills cremated us. And then Alvin Camara. And uh, the rest, you know, they put up 195 total rushing yards on us. Just absolutely brutal. And I think a reminder that this Falcons defensive line really, really needs some massive improvement. Like they're getting gashed on the ground. They had they finished the year, I believe, with just 17 sacks. I don't think they had a sack today. No, they have one sack. Pardon me. Um, They have one sack of Simeon. So they have 18 sacks on the year. TJ Watt, if I remember right, finished with 22 and a half today. Yeah, I think he tied the all-time record by... Yeah, all-time single-season record. Yeah, Um, I don't think he broke it. Yeah, so one player has four and a half more sacks than the entire Falcons roster. (laughs) Um, That is... That is horrifying. I just love that JTM hasn't played since Halloween and is still second in sacks on the team. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's so sad. When you um, really dive into the stats for the season on defense, like you, it's, it's just a pain. dark hole. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just pain. Um, AJ Terrell continued to be a bright spot. He had a, um, another pass deflection in this game. Uh, I know he, he got beat a couple times on passes, but he was his normal self. Um, Foyer Lucan, um, incredible season from him, mm-hmm. uh, finished with what would you say the seventh most tackles in the NFL season ever? Yeah. Um, by a single player. That's crazy. Yep. 192. Um, and, and what's funny about it is in the top, uh, 12, um, five of those are Jesse Tuggle. Like he's seventh, sixth right now is Jesse Tuggle. Jesse Tuggle was a freaking tackling machine. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Foyer, I, I think there's, you can make a case. And you and I have heard a lot from Falcons fans who are ready to move on from Deion Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is right now, Deion Jones has a contract with the Falcons in 2022. Foyer Lucan does not. Deion Jones right now has a $20 million cap hit in 2022 for the Falcons. The only way to get any relief from that is to find a trade partner who will take on um, his 9.6 million salary. And that is, uh, that may be a big ask. Like they can't mm-hmm. cut him. If they cut him, um, they're actually not going to save cap space. Um, and I just don't think that there is a way with their cap space next year that they keep both Deion Jones and Foyer Lucan. Um, and so if you're a big fan of Foyer and you're done with Deion Jones, you would better hope there's a team that's willing to trade something for him, even if it's peanuts. Um, because right now, if you're asking me to make a guess, my guess is Deion Jones is back and Foyer is not uh, simply because it's going to be too impossible to pay both guys. Um, and disappointing because I think Foyer right now is the better linebacker of the two. Uh, the team loves him. You can tell Dean Pease loves what Foyer does out there. Uh, I, I, I personally think right now Foyer is better than Deion Jones. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, in the way he's playing. Um, but the cap situation, the contract, this will be something interesting um, to watch how this plays out. Uh, another name that's super interesting, man. He finished with 11 tackles in this game. Sean Williams, safety, um, you know, brought in sort of in the the last few games because of uh, the injuries to Eric Harris and uh, and you know when Jalen Hawkins was on the COVID list. But he has played his way into some significant snaps, and he's a name to keep an eye on for next year as a potential you know rotational guy back there. He's actually I think played fairly well for what they've wanted from him. Um, but all in all, you know, Falcons gave up 30. I don't blame the defense a whole lot in this one because two of those fumbles from Mike Davis set the Saints up in really good field position. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think they were inside the Falcons 30 in both situations. And, uh, you know, that's just a, that's a tough place to put yeah. the, the Falcons defense. Um, so they gave up 30, but I think all in all, um, you know, not a terrible performance from them. Just, you know, more of the same. They couldn't get pressure. Um, they got gashed by the run and they dropped another one at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- just as an, an additional shout out, uh, thank God for our special teams. Um, 
I I don't know about you, Evan, but I actually think special teams this year was was pretty good um, in total. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, special teams? I mean, you know, Avery Williams at returner, Thomas Morstead at punter, and of course, Young Way Koo at kicker. Yeah, I mean, I've liked what I saw. Um, Young Way Koo in this game actually tied his career long um, 54 yards, which yep. he set in 2020. Um, and then they brought in, you know, late in the season, Morstead, who's been a very good punter, I think, for the Falcons. Uh, Against the Saints had 48 yards as his long. Um, one of them went inside the 20. And if you follow PFF stuff, like he's been a top five punter um, this yeah. season. So hopefully they keep him around. Um, as you mentioned, Avery Williams, like he's been great. Um, really like what I've seen from him, you know, uh, as a rookie, um, seeing what he can do in year two. And then Josh Harris is going to freaking Pro Bowl um, as a long snapper. So, yeah, I think special teams is really one of the few – Actually, the only unit you can go, okay, well, like this this worked out well. But everything else, offense, defense has some issues. But special teams, I think there's some, you know, promising things there um, yeah. going into next season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Morstead, I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but I think he's just, what, on a one-year deal because he signed um, late in the season. So hopefully they bring him back, assuming he wants to come back, you know. Um, because I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, I, I hope that they can bring him back. Um, his ability to pin teams inside their 20 uh, was a, a big, it was a changer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, early on in the season, uh, we weren't doing that. And he comes in and it's like consistently just booming them and pinning them. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. that is an underrated need, but field position makes a difference, especially with the Falcons this year when they were, str- you know, just struggling on offense. Um, and, and on defense. <laughs> and, and we were talking about, uh, not to cut you off, but Patterson earlier about how the lack of usage, Avery Williams has gotten far more play in the kick returns. Did you notice yeah. that too? And yeah. today he had um, three returns for 85 yards. Do, yep. you, uh, do you know what that averages out to? Uh, let's see here. Kick returns. You can probably That's, guess it's oh after Oh my God. Oh <laughs> my God. 28.3. Of that, course, that, I swear that's happened before with Williams. It's bizarre, but oh my god, the universe yeah. is cruel, cold, and hates us all. It um, really is, it's, <laughs> and it's in my contract. When I notice something like that, I have to say it. So we have I'm to sorry. bring it up. We yeah. have to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that hurts. Actually, it doesn't hurt anymore. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm just sort of hurt. numb. I but think it is funny. kind of funny to see that number pop back up. Um, so, all right, this obviously closes out the Falcons season. Um, it was, you know, Falcons finished with a seven and 10 record, three more wins than last year, top 10 pick. Uh, they do split, you know, with the saints this year instead of sweeping them, which is unfortunate, but we did, we did, we did beat them in New Orleans, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to have a lot more to talk about at the Falcolic as we get in the draft seasons. We talk about free agency uh, as we do our, you know, full evaluation of this season, the roster, the coaches, all of it and sort of look forward to what 22 may look like for the Falcons, because honestly, um, the thing that is the most jarring to me about thinking about this Falcons team, they only have 31 players under contract for 2022, which means this roster could look dramatically different going into 
next season. And that's going to change the entire complexion. Like if you're trying to predict now what the Falcons are going to look like in 2022, in my mind, it's sort of a foolhardy assignment because uh, this team has a lot of free agents and they're not going to be able to keep them all. Um, so yeah, we're going to be here at the Falcoholic to talk about it. Uh, this is going to be really, really, really critical off season for Falcons and can't wait to dive deep with you, Evan, uh, with yeah. our other writers and with our guests that we're going to have this year. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, and if nothing else, incredibly interesting because this could be a absolutely make or break uh, draft class and free agency for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Also, um, it's going to be fun in 2022 because we might see red helmets again because 2022 NFL teams can wear an extra helmet. And I think I'm most excited for that. Um, more yeah. than anything else <laughs> 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 because red helmets can't let me down whatever the falcons do it can go either way but red helmets won't let me down nope they will not oh man on that note evan our final post-game podcast of 20 of the 2021 season yeah. uh remind our listeners where they can find you what you have going on you can find me on Twitter at Birchfield and then just all our great content at thefalcolic.com. Um, now that we know kind of how the rest of the standings are, aside from playoffs, um, and that the Falcons pick eighth, I mean, there's already been a ton of good draft content, but that's just going to keep flowing even more. Um, one of our writers, Kevin Knight's actually going to the senior bowl later this month so yeah just go to thefalcolic.com for pretty much everything and then if you don't mind on instagram uh follow the underscore falcolic and then the falcolic on facebook and twitter yep um as for me guys you can follow me on the twitter is at falcoholic dw updates for this podcast at falcoholic pod and of course our articles daily at thefalcolic.com last time for the 2021 season uh for evan birchfield this is dave walker thank you guys for listening in i'll talk with you next time